stopped, get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar could not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. <laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows. And if you ain't right... They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the world of outlaws. NOS energy drink sprint cars. My name is Rob Blount from Dirt Vision. Alongside of me, as always, Nick Graziano, the PR god of the world of outlaws. I'm here. What's up? How was your 4th of July, Nick? It was nice. It was relaxing. My uh, parents came down. The dogs came down with them. We had some fun out by the lake. How about you? Um, mine was here. I was uh, working the Dirt Car Summer Nationals race. Um, could have been worse. You know, there's there's worse ways to spend a holiday. That's for sure. I had uh, Catherine, my fiance, here uh, showing her how to work a show. That was that was fun. She there did a great go. job. Um, we had our dog Bo here so that uh, he wouldn't hear the fireworks at home and get scared. And that Very actually nice. worked out really well. So, I mean, all in all, you know, um, spent the holiday with... The person I wanted to spend it with, just uh, you know, not seeing any fireworks. Or, well, there is fireworks on the racetrack. There always is with the summer nationals. So, you know, it was a good time. Well, you know, the good thing—they kind of look the same every time. So, if you've seen it once, I mean, it's, you, you had a good idea. I'm sure. That's true. They normally do look the same every time, with the exception of have you ever seen the video of a couple years back when I think it was, I want to say it was San Diego accidentally had like a, a computer mishap for the timing of their fireworks show and they just shot off their entire show at the <laughs> yeah, exact same just time. A huge explosion. <laughs> yeah. That it's one like didn't look the same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh you know, it wasn't wasn't bad. Um had some good sprint car racing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, the Independence Day Spectacular two night show at Cedar Lake Speedway, Speedway in Wisconsin. Um it was a good weekend if your name is Brad Sweet. Yeah, I, I'd say so for sure. I think he likes that track a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Was, that was Saturday's win was five in five a row? Five in a row. Yeah. I, I Really, honestly, it could have been six. I remember 2019, he got wrecked. And the first, it was had to be a, the first night got rained out. So it was doubleheader in one day. Mm-hmm. First race, got wrecked. Probably could have won that one, but got wrecked. And less than maybe an hour's time, less than an hour's time, team got that car, turned back around, ready for the second race of the day. Won that one. Next year, won the next two. This year, won the next two. Yeah, you're right. That day show, I, th- I believe that was Sheldon won that one, right? Yeah, he won the first one, then Brad won the second one. That's yep. right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I tweeted from the series account the Dirt Vision replay of him taking the checkered flag and climbing out, and I wrote um, the owners of Cedar Lake Speedway may as well just hand the uh, Hand the title of the racetrack over to Brad Sweet and let him sign his name there because I'm pretty certain he's the new owner of that place. That might have to be his second 49ers Gold Rush Classic <laughs> yeah. over at Cedar Lake. <laughs> yeah, he he owns that place. There's there's no denying it. Um, but it was still a fun two nights of racing. He didn't just dominate and drive away. No, yeah, I mean they uh, were two pretty good races. Yeah, he took it away from Carson. I'm sure Carson didn't <laughs> wasn't a huge fan of his, but uh, no. that was cool. I mean, that's uh, we're seeing Carson kind of definitely develop and get good at these size tracks as well, too, not just the the short tracks. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I think um, as some of these bigger places come come later on this year, 
you know, you mentioned not just the short tracks. We've got a, a really big race on a really big track coming up in a couple of weeks, and then another one in a few weeks after that. And his performance back in May at at Knoxville, I think, has solidified himself as one of the favorites for the Knoxville Nationals this year. I'd say for sure, yeah. That just that forty-one team in general, they've got everything just on lockdown. Yeah, they've got that place figured out. Uh, this week we are Sands guest. So uh, what we, we decided, we yeah, we you said you know what? Let's host, talk about ourselves. We, <laughs> uh, we we could do that. I, don't, I I feel like that sound you're hearing right now is everyone clicking away from the podcast and no longer listening to it. If we're okay, just going to talk just about joking. ourselves, we're talk about something else. <laughs> In a way, we're kind of doing that, um, but not really. We decided since we just literally this past weekend hit the exact halfway mark. Of the season, which is crazy to think that we are halfway through the 2021 season. Uh, We would take a look back at our preseason predictions from the episode that we had Mr. Johnny Gibson on, excuse me, to uh, make predictions with us. The three of us made predictions uh, as to, you know, how many different winners we would have, who would win Rookie of the Year, who would win the championship, who would get the most wins, stuff like that. Uh, We figured we would take a look back at that and see if we are on the path to being right or if we are on the path to being very, very wrong. I think we're pretty close here and there. We had some wrong, some very right, some in the middle. I would say... um, So far. Out of the three of us, I don't know if Johnny was just going out on a ledge more than you and if I was doing the same or if I'm just dumb. And I'm going to say that about myself and not Johnny because I know he's not. But um, you were definitely more on the path than the other two of us were. I had the vision. I saw saw the year. Yeah, you you definitely are more on the path. So we'll take a look at how right we are. Not very. How wrong we are. uh, Very. And uh, I think it'll be a, a little bit of fun. But before we get into that, man, is it hot out there, Nick? Very. It's it's summertime, so it's yeah. uh, you know it's sweaty balls time. It sure is. Today we're actually having our uh, company cornhole tournament uh, back uh, out behind the building here on uh, some the, nice on the slick black woodies top. boards. Nice slick woodies boards on the black top behind the building with zero shade. So I don't know about you, but I prepared for that uh, by using the lawnmower 4.0 that comes in the f- performance package 4.0 from our friends uh, at Manscaped. Uh, I was able to go and get that at manscaped.com by using the promo code OPENRED20. It got me 20% off plus free shipping of my order, which was Really nice of uh, those fine folks at Manscaped. So I'd recommend you go and do the same because, my goodness, is it hot out there. You're going to want to take care of yourself. You know, get rid of some of that chafing with uh, their toner and crop reviver. And you're going to want to make sure that, you know, you're not just getting too sweaty and, and grimy. They need You need to keep up the hygiene down there. So I'd recommend doing that with the lawnmower 4.0. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPENRED20. Get yourself 20% off plus free shipping. That's quite the deal. Right? And you know, we got, they got more than just a lawnmower, too. Get the weed whacker, take care of those nose hairs. And ears hairs. Those your, are pesky. Ears hairs, yeah. I mean, just get rid of all the hairs. Summertime, you you want to just trim it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, have hairs where, like, it's sightly to have hairs, but don't yeah. have hairs where it's unsightly to have I mean, hairs. The, beard, the, the beards can stay. We're, we're beard guys. We can get yeah. the beards. We don't need to use that on the beards. But, but we don't need the beard to be creeping up into the nose. Yeah, no. That's Take care when of that. When they start to merge, that's when you have an that's, issue. That's when you got the issue. There. And that's when you, you need to use the weed whacker. You can't tell beard or what's nose. Ooh. Yeah, and it's even worse on the ears. Like, when the beard starts creeping into the ears and you're like, is that beard hair, like, 
just growing and curling into there, or is that ear hair curling out and coming into the beard? You really don't want that. Either so. way, something's too long. Exactly. So, uh, Weed Whacker takes care of that. Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of the area below the below the belt. And, of course, Manscaped is the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. So, again, manscaped.com, promo code OPENRED20, 20% off, plus free shipping. Go and get it done, and you'll thank us later. Do that while you're listening, because we're going to keep talking. We are going to keep talking. We are going to move on now. And while we move on, the first thing I want to do, Nick, actually, is, you know, just uh, revisit this past weekend's races. Yeah. Cedar Lake Speedway. New yeah, it was Richmond, a good time. Wisconsin. New Richmond, Wisconsin, Cedar Lake Speedway. Really nice facility they got out there. I, I really want to go to that place. It looks really, really nice. It's nice. Um the cell service is a bit cell of a challenge. Has, you're not going to be sending any Snapchats out of <laughs> No, it's uh, uh, just when your job relies on cell service, it's made it not a fun experience. But, yes, it's a very nice facility in general. Um, uh, some decent food out there. So definitely, Wisconsin's a pretty nice state in general. I, I would yeah. go check it out. It's one of the few that I still actually have to get to that's on my list. And I really want to get, like, true, authentic Wisconsin cheese curds and, uh, and yeah. bratwurst. yeah. I love me a good bratwurst with like some cheddar cheese on the inside or something. My favorite bratwurst I've ever had is actually outside of turn four at the Chili Bowl. In the Expo Center, there's this awesome little bratwurst stand, and they have these cheddar cheese injected bratwurst, Oof. and they're like $12 a brat, but they are so worth it. I went so broke the two years that I went to the Chili Bowl just getting bratwurst. And I feel like they'd be even better in the state of Wisconsin. I mean, they're supposed to, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Nice bratwurst with beer and some cheese curds. It's a great meal right there. It is one that my doctor would tell me I should not have, <laughs> but, but hey, I would eat it anyway. You, you got to try it at least once. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I've got it loaded up. We're going to take a look at the rundown from Friday night's race. As we already mentioned, Brad Sweet swept the weekend, so we know that he got the win on Friday night. He did so by taking the lead on a late race restart from Carson Macedo. Really snookered him on that one, I think. You know, yeah. he just got a great run on the initial start. Took a different line from Carson. I think Carson thought he was going to throw the slider into one, and he didn't. Got the great run off of two, and just drove by him down the backstretch into three. It was a heck of a move. You know, he's got to be getting sick of runs like that. He's had that happen a couple times to him. Yeah, but hey, that. That's how you learn, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's even consistently up there is a good sign for him, I'd say. This this is a huge improvement from last year, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, third place, the leading Rookie of the Year contender, Aaron Reitzel. He rounded out our podium. Sheldon Hottenshield finished fourth. Jason Sides with a top-five run finished in fifth. That was really awesome. Uh, Parker Price Miller in sixth. Donnie Shot seventh. James McFadden eighth. Giovanni Selzy in ninth. And Brock Zierfoss rounding out the top ten. Your lap leaders on Friday night was Carson Macedo, led laps one through 33. Brad Sweet laps 34 and 35. That's why it's such a heartbreaker for Carson. He led so much of that race, was the absolute dominator, and lost it right at the very end. Your KSE Hard Charger Award went to Brock Zierfoss. He went plus nine on the night, 19th into the top 10. That's a pretty good run for him right there. Moving on to Saturday night, again, as we mentioned, the same guy on the top step of the podium 
And actually, the guy right behind him was the same driver as well, Mr. Carson Macedo. Brad Sweet with the win, Carson Macedo in second. Gio Selzy with another really strong run. He's had really strong runs over the last month and a half. He finished in third. Logan Schuhart fourth. David Gravel in fifth. James McFadden finished sixth. Donnie Schott seventh on back-to-back nights. Sheldon Hoddenshield finished eighth. Spencer based in ninth. And Jacob Allen made his way into the top ten. Uh, a name missing from there is Aaron Reitzel. He finished in 13th after starting second, but he had some issues uh, with a, a nose wing, if I remember right. Got Took a little bit of contact yeah, there and just started dropping like a, a rock crooked. while he was running in third. Um, your lap leaders on Saturday night, Carson Macedo led laps 1 through 12 and laps 14 through 20. Brad Sweet led lap 13 and then laps 21 through 35 to the checkered flag. Your KSC Hard Charger Award on Saturday night goes to Sheldon Hoddenshield with a run of plus 11 from 19th to 8th. That's a pretty pretty solid run. That, that's a run Good that... Good recovery after that, the, the wreck you had. Yes, absolutely. Um after this night, we've now completed 40 races um, of our scheduled 81, I believe. and 40 down, 41 to go. Yes, and we have Brad Sweet still at the top of the leaderboard in the point standings. Gained a ton of ground this weekend on David ton. Gravel. The, the gap is now 94 points. Carson Macedo is third, 128 out. Sheldon Hoddenshield is fourth, 198 points out. And those are your only drivers within 200 points of Brad Sweet. Logan Schuhart has moved back up to the top five in the point standings, 224 markers out. Donnie Schatz was up to fourth a few weeks ago. He's backslid to sixth. He's now 230 out. Aaron Reitzel is seventh, 346 points out. James McFadden is eighth, 638 points back. Craig Kinzer, ninth, 680 out. And Brock Searfoss rounds out the top 10, 952 points behind Brad Sweet. Um... That's really just that top ten is a wild top ten if you really stop and look at it. One, you got obviously Brad pulling away, doing well. You got Carson up there, third. I think his best finish in points was fifth last year. Sheldon still fourth. Logan fifth. Donnie sixth. I don't think we. I don't think even back when we made predictions, we would have even fathomed him being out of the top five at some point this year. No. Um. For sure. And when we get in, into revisiting yeah. those predictions, you'll see just how. Uh, how wrong we were on him, uh, and how unexpected this this is out of the the fifteen team. And how cool James up to eighth, missing like I don't know sixth or more races yeah. this year, and still eighth in points. I know he got some of those uh, kind of away points. Or what, what we uh, yeah, he was aided the, by the by the circumstantial yeah, the circumstance uh, points that that the series gave him. But he was also aided by the fact that you know it, it wasn't the pandemic. I mean, it was a little bit the pandemic because we had to delay. Um, well, we didn't go to California, not just delay it, but we didn't go. Um, and I still had to deal with some restrictions earlier in the year, but also a lot of weather issues and a lot of weird weather issues, yeah. like the, the snowed-out weekend in Texas. In Texas. Uh, of all places. Actually, it wasn't even really a snow-out. It was more of an ice-out because uh, they had that terrible ice storm that impacted so many people. Um, weird weather issues caused us to be off for like a month and a half, so he didn't really miss as, as many races as he probably should have right. while he was trying to get over from Australia. So to, that's another driver that when we get into our picks, um, we'll see is in a, in a much better position than any of us thought he was going to be in. That's for sure. And him and Brad have obviously had a really good year. This year. KKR has been having really good years the last couple of years. Brad's yeah. win on Saturday was actually Casey Kane Racing's 198th wow. War of Outlaws win. Only two away 
from 200 now. Wow. That's hopefully we didn't just jinx them, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we if we jinx him, the, the team is so strong that they will probably overcome any jinx. But if we jinx him, it won't last the whole rest of the season. But it might bring things a little bit back together, and that might be better for all of us fans who want to see a really <laughs> yeah, exactly. strong championship yeah. battle. Sorry, Brad, to say that. I know you want to just win it going away. Um, it's been pretty much down to the last weekend both times that you've won it, and I'm sure you would love one of these Donnie years where you have it locked up at the start of October, but I'll be honest, we all don't want that at all. Yeah, we'd like to see another close championship battle. I have yet to, since working here, I have yet not to see a close championship battle, so I'd like to see that continue. Yeah, uh, you know what would make it close? I believe our um, PR director for the World of Outlaws and Honest Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Mr. Brian Walker, calculated if there would have been uh, qualifying points still being delivered, and if, if that was the case, David Gravel would only be like 30 points back or something. He's a qualifying machine. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm sure he wishes is. there were, too. Yeah. Um, with... All that said, let's move into some of our preseason picks revisited. And uh, there's a few that are still to be determined, uh, but there are some that we can pretty much already determine at this point. And um, if we were wrong on it, we will just feel shame. And I would urge you all to, to tweet us using hashtag OpenRed and our Twitter handles, mine is at Rob Blount, R-O-B-B-L-O-U-N-T, really easy. Uh Nick's. I am at Nick Graziano, G R A Z I A N O. As far super as, easy. As far as Italian names go, yes, that is super, super easy. easy. <laughs> uh, and there's no underscores in it or crazy no. stuff in there on our Twitter handles. So tweet, tweet us and tweet hashtag open red and uh, make sure that we feel shame because we deserve it. Especially me because I thought I'd be better at this and I was not. Um, we'll take some pride too if you got any. Uh, I don't have much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over under. We'll start with that one. That was the first question that we had for the three of us. Over under of 20 different winners this season. Johnny and Nick both said more. I said less. We are at the halfway point this year, and so far we have 12. 12 in 40, 40 races with 41 still to go. I think it'll be close. Sure, I'll stick with my early pick, obviously, but it's going to be close. I don't know if we'll hit it or not. I, I got to tell you. I think um, there's a lot of guys that are still could still get a win. but Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, I did not have in my preseason predictions um, a win going to someone like Dave Blaney yes, this year. No. So that didn't, didn't help me out. That de- definitely helped you and Johnny out in your cause of trying to get to uh, 20 or more. Um, that one did not help me. That one was uh, definitely unexpected, but awesome. But unexpected. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I feel like Gio's gonna get one. It seems like that's a given at this point with how strong he's yeah. running. But I don't know. I mean, last year we had we had Jacob Allen finally break through and get his win. And if you would have asked me back in February, I would have said, you know, usually the first one is the hardest to get, and once you get that one, the floodgates start to open up a little bit, and they start to come a little bit easier. And then it's been the exact opposite this year uh, it, it 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 almost seems like he and that team have regressed um i would have had him for a couple that would have at least given us 13 um i think the biggest thing that stopped it from hitting that 20 number over the years is how good the outlaws have been on the pa tracks yes they've just been shutting out the pa guys and just holding that number of people who've won in a year down 
Yeah, I mean, you would have figured that uh, back at the Morgan Cup that or or, or Lincoln because he's so strong there too that Lance Deweese would have broken into victory lane at one of those. That would have given us fourteen. Uh, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see someone like Danny Dietrich go and get a win. That would have given us fifteen. I mean, granted, we still have uh four nights of racing left at williams grove and uh more in pennsylvania just beyond that but i i don't know i don't know where i think the more wins are gonna come i think the biggest area is gonna be when we go back to california i think some of those california guys can sneak a win in there uh you know maybe a shane Goldbick. yeah you know maybe um i could see that he was so strong in 2019 at, at the gold cup at yeah. chico i could see that I don't see it. I don't know. We've we've still got another trip to Williams Grove coming up uh, this month. I don't know. Granted, Lance is back to his winning ways at, at the Grove now. He's you found, know, yeah, it he's took him a while again. to get to 100, just like it took Donnie a while to get to 300. But now that he's got 100 out of the way, yeah, like you just said, he's found his rhythm, he's found his groove, and maybe we do get an extra one there out of him, but I don't know. I don't know where we're going to get eight more winners. Uh, over the course of these next few races. I feel like another one of these guys is going to give us a surprise win. Like maybe someone like uh, a Parker Price Miller or a Brock Zierfoss. And maybe, you know, Brock at some of these PA tracks, maybe we could see something out of him. Um, I think I think there's a couple more surprises that we're probably not even thinking of that will sneak a win in there this year. I mean, even though it would make me be wrong, I hope we do get it. I mean, the more winners, the oh, merrier. Yeah. So It'd that would be, cool. be way. a lot of fun. Uh, moving on to the next one, our Kevin Gobrecht Memorial Rookie of the Year Award winner. Uh, Mr. Johnny Gibson and Mr. Nick Graziano both picked Aaron Reitzel. Uh, I apparently, back at the end of January, early February, was a more of a uh, what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of person, and I picked uh, Brock Zierfoss based off of how well he did in Australia, which I, I know the difference in, in competition level in Australia, but it was more just based off of the adversity that he had to overcome to to get those wins down there, and I feel, felt like that sort of adaptability would help out over the course of uh, an outlaw season. And I also hadn't been that impressed by the the run of the Roth Motorsports team over the last few years with with Darren behind the wheel. Um, so I kind of wrote off Reitzel in that sense. I think incorrectly, not realizing that he was pretty much bringing his own guys over to that team. Um, so I'm looking very foolish compared Honestly, to you and Johnny. Even when I picked Reitzel, I figured he'd be good, but I didn't think he was going to have this good of a season, winning as many races as he has, just, just even just a handful, but still, I feel like he's performed a little bit better than mm-hmm. I even expected. He is currently 292 points ahead of James McFadden, whom all three of us uh, completely wrote off because of the fact that he was going to be missing such a large chunk of the season as he tried to get over from Australia. Um, what a run he's had so far. Oh, yeah. I think if he got all those races in, that'd be a really fun rookie battle right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Brock is 606 points out from uh, Aaron Reitzel, and uh, Parker Price Miller has uh, dropped off as being a yep. full-timer. Um, so he is completely out of it. Um, yeah, I didn't have it going this way. You guys did. Kudos to you guys. I didn't. No. I mean, it was <laughs> great. You know, it was a great guess, but unfortunately, not there yet. We still, still got 40 races, but yeah. I, I don't see a 606 <laughs> gap be, being eaten up in 40 races. Um, it's a lot easier to to, um, 
to lose points than it is to gain, uh, as we've all seen throughout our years of watching racing. Uh, next one, who would have the most wins on the season? You know, like I said, all these are to be determined, but this is to, unless something drastically changes. I think this one's pretty much in the bag. Uh, the only one out of the three of us that looks to be on the right path, Johnny Gibson, who has picked Brad Sweet. You picked David Gravel. You are closer than I am. I picked Sheldon Hoddenshield. Brad Sweet has 12 wins. David Gravel has six. Carson Macedo is third with five wins. Um, Sheldon Hoddenshield is fourth with four. Aaron Reitzel and Logan Schuhart are tied with three wins apiece. I mean, Brad Sweet is double the wins of the next closest guy. Yeah, I mean, he had eight wins last year, 16 wins 2019, which was his most in a season. He's probably going to surpass that. I mean, we're halfway through the season. He's only yeah. four away from that. It's going to take something drastic for that to not happen. Yeah, last year, Larson had the most wins of the season on 12, so Brad's already there. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he even hits 20 wins this year. I wouldn't either. I mean, even... even w- we went over this a few weeks ago. Even when he has a string of bad races, they're not bad races. Yeah. They're- I was just looking at like your results. You just see it's all single digits. It's just like ones, fours, five, maybe a seven or eight in here somewhere. And then you have the occasional like 11th and 14th, but they're yeah. so rare. The 49 team is just on it. There's no denying that. Uh, to be determined are Knoxville Nationals champions. Um Myself and Johnny Gibson both said Donnie Schatz, and you said Brad Sweet. Again, I would stick with Brad Sweet. Yeah, and I, I, I think if I could at this point change my pick, I would. Um, I think Johnny would do the same as well. I would probably pick Carson Macedo, uh, if not Brad Sweet, because you already picked him. But I, I don't, I don't foresee uh, Johnny and I landing correctly on this one. I mean, you know, maybe. They can find with how well Carrier ran there. Maybe he can help them out, and there's something they can use there and find a little bit more speed. But yeah, I think maybe not this year for Donnie again. <laughs> uh, another one that's to be determined. We have two Kings Royals coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we made winner predictions on those. Johnny said Sheldon wins one and Logan wins the other. You said Logan wins one and David Gravel wins the other. I said Logan wins one and Brad Sweet wins the other. I think, honestly, all three of us have a chance of being right on this one. I think there's a good shot at that. Yeah, I think we all have pretty good picks there. Yeah. Uh, National Open, uh, another one of those still to be determined because it's so far away. You and I both said Donnie Schatz wins the National Open. I, I, are you sticking with that one? I'll stick with that one. I think he can still perform well there. I mean, I, I'm not going to change it, so I'm going to stick with it too, but my my feelings of it happening, my confidence in it are way lower than it was back in January. A little, little lower. Um, yeah, but I think he's still – I think we'll get a good hint coming up here for uh, uh, the Summer Nationals. Uh, July, late July, I think it's coming up of what – they have there, but I think he maybe can still get it done. Johnny's pick, with the way he's been running at the Grove recently, is uh, is one that I think could happen. At least part of his pick. His pick was Lance DeWeese wins the National Open and then retires like Fred Raymer did. <laughs> I mean, what I can, a freaking pick. I can see... The win, the retirement, that that would be something. 
would be incredible. Like, I don't want it to happen because I really enjoy watching Lance race, but holy crap, what a night it would be if that happens. And what a pick. Yeah. I mean, I feel like from the interview we got from him, I didn't get a sense that he plans on retiring anytime soon. But I, Yeah, I agree. But you never know. Maybe there's something. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, exactly. Maybe something. Maybe Johnny knows something. Uh, 2021 World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series champion. Nick, you picked Brad Sweet. I'm going to stick with that one. It's a, not a bad move. <laughs> Uh, I picked Sheldon Hoddenshield, who is currently 198 points out. Um, again, stranger things have happened, but uh, it's not looking too likely at this point. But he's still in the top five. He's sitting in fourth in points. Johnny picked Mr. Donny Shots, whom at the start of the season, yeah, that looked like a great pick to uh, rebound, get back to his winning ways. Currently, he's won one race in 40 races, and he sits six, 230 points out. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not happening. Unless they find something and click on something and really hit their stride like they have before, I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a stretch right now. What's crazy is it seemed, wasn't it just like three weeks ago that he made his way back up to fourth and he was like 86 points out or something? Yeah, he had a, they had a good uh, string going, especially when he got the win. Like, oh, all right, things are back on track. But then after that win, it hasn't really continued to materialize yeah no it has not uh we made our predictions for the top five in points johnny gibson said donnie shots and then the rest of it was in no particular order because the only person who was bold enough to do that was nick and honestly i regretted that at the time but i don't really right now when you get to that point (laughs) (laughs) he said donnie shots would win the championship and then in no particular order it would be brad sweet david gravel sheldon hoddenshield and logan shuhart um that's not looking too bad, with the exception of the Donnie Shots pick. Uh, for A, the championship, and and B, the fact that he would even be in the top five, which, I mean, who would have figured that he wouldn't have been? But swap him out with Carson Macedo. He's got four of five mm-hmm. currently. Uh, not bad. Uh, Nick, you went in order, and you gave us Brad Sweet first, David Gravel second, Donnie Shots third, Sheldon Hoddenshield fourth, and Logan Schuhart in fifth. Um. Wow. That's yeah. Pretty good. Again, <laughs> minus Donnie shots for Carson Macedo. Uh, and I, because right now we got Brad, Gravel, Macedo, Hot and Shield, and then Logan Shuhart. Yes. Um, I am going to uh, feel shame. I have Sheldon Hot and Shield winning the championship, as I previously mentioned. Uh, David Gravel. Brad Sweet, Donnie Schatz, and um, Brock Zierfoss. Hey, we love the Brock love. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, man. Maybe, maybe 2022. Maybe. Not great. <laughs> Not great, Nick. Not great is how my top five is currently looking. I have Sheldon. I have Gravel. I have Brad. Um and then I have two that are outside of the top five, and one of which is way outside of the top five. Um, not great, Nick. Not, not great. I want to get you many points in a, in a fantasy league. Uh, if any of you decided to make bets based off of my predictions, I would like to say that at no point did I endorse that, uh, recommend that, 
uh, or say that you should take this and do that with my information. Uh, I would like to say I am not responsible for the money you have lost, but I do apologize. If you made picks off of me and are winning, I would like a cut. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our last one, because it was right before this event, Dirt Car Nationals champion uh, Johnny Gibson picked Donnie Schatz. I picked Donnie Schatz. Nick picked Logan Schuhart. And he also said Donnie would get his 300th win during DCN, which I think we pretty much all did. And he was a lap away from doing so. I was so close to having both right. So close. But in the end, you only got one, which, hey, kudos to you. You had Logan Schuhart winning the Big Gator, and he did. Uh, So good for you. We still got a long way to go, but I'll I'll take that early (laughs) applause. (laughs) Oh, man. What a... I it's suck. been quite the season so far. It really has. It's a lot of good races in general. Who would you say or what would you say has been your biggest surprise of the first half of the season? I think we all have to say Dave Blaney probably. Yeah. That was yep. just a fun race in general. Um, other than that, I know we all loved was the Rev was such yeah. a fun race. Yeah. Yeah, that one was great. I was a little bit worried going into that one. You know, when I heard like, how thin of a layer of dirt the track actually had over the pavement. Uh, you know, it was new new dirt. I'm like, oh, man, this place is probably going to be rough. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah. What a show that was. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. My biggest surprise of the year, of course, is, is Dave Blaney. But I think my other big surprise, and, and I would say it answers my next question of biggest disappointment, has to be uh, Donnie Schatz's struggles. Yeah. I did not see that happening. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint what it is. Obviously, like obviously, it we know it's not Donnie himself. We know he can still drive. We know he can still win. He's shown that. It's it's obvious. Obviously, there's just something. Whether it's still tweaking, finding the right comfort with the Ford motor, or just uh, getting setups back to where they need to, or something like that. Obviously, something is just amiss, and they haven't found how they get it back to where they've had it. The weird thing, though, when you mention the Ford motor, is the fact that. Yeah, well, how well Carrie's how well Carrie Madsen <laughs> well, just ran at, at Jackson, and how well he's run in general in that car since he's hopped uh, behind the wheel of the fourteen. Something that I always found interesting that what he says he says like in all of his interviews, Carrie he mentions how he feels like the Ford motor just fits his style. Like I wonder what it is about that motor that maybe just doesn't fit Donnie's style. Yeah, what are you looking for out of the second half of the season outside of? being the most right of the three of us. Still continuing to be right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think there's a lot of... A lot, also, we're in the summer of money right now, so we've got yep. a lot of good, big, fun races coming up. Uh, a lot of money on the line. Kings Royal should be a lot of fun. Uh, Knoxville Nationals should be... It'll be fun to get back to the Knoxville Nationals again. Yeah, will just see that. Um, I think, you know, just the fact that it pays... What was it? 1000 Per lap led at the nationals. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Man. you're right. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> wow. That was that was really embarrassing. That'll be, you know what? That, that's par for the really course for the rest of my predictions. <laughs> wow. You just thought about wow, thousand dollars a lap. Got really excited. <laughs> oh man. Oh, 
that sucked, but we're not going to edit that out. We'll leave it. I can live with it. <laughs> I've talked about worse things on this air, so whatever. But yeah, you're right. Um, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun little added bonus to watch and see how if guys battle a little bit harder to lead a lap. I mean, the writer, reporter, and you like what's the storyline that you're like really hoping happens that you want to that you want to follow the rest of the year. I'll see. Uh, one is for sure Donnie. Can they turn around? Like the, he, I think if you, you got to go back to maybe almost his rookie season or his sophomore season for a season as we say bad. Obviously, it, it, for some guys, this would still be a really good season. For him, a bad season. Yeah. Like, can, can they turn us around? What happens if they don't? Like at some point, like what changes are made potentially? Yeah. Like it's just when when things like this don't go right and continue to not go right usually something changes somewhere so like what what's going to happen there um obviously i think uh carson is a cool story to follow because he first he had some good runs like oh yeah cool he's had some good runs but he's continuing to have good runs and continuing to be on the podium so be curious to see if maybe he steals that runner-up spot from gravel if maybe if brad has a few more races maybe he's right back in there for potential championship hunt too yeah I just my story that I'm looking for, l- looking towards, I guess, is to see how far Brad can run away with it because I think that's what's about to happen. He's got a outside of the return to Williams Grove, he has a lot of really good tracks coming up. Um, I mean, he was he lost by a corner at Lernerville a year ago. Um, we know how good he is at Eldora normally. We know how good he is at Knoxville normally. He's pretty pretty strong at Peevely. Uh He's got a lot of good places coming up, and they're just so consistent. I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the summer of money if he has 200 points over second place. I either want, not that I want to see anything bad, I either want to see a situation happen where we get a really close points battle or... He just absolutely, like you said, just absolutely runs away with it. Like, can can he get twenty or more wins at the end of this year? I remember, yeah. I think it was maybe two thousand nineteen. I was doing in, about to do an interview with him or something, signing autographs. I think one of the fans asked him, like, "Are you the new Donnie Shots?" He goes, "Oh no, no, no." But like after this year, if he just completely dominates, I think that's worth a question to him. Like, do you feel like you're not saying he is Donnie Shots, but do you feel like you're the new Donnie Shots in the sense that you're just dominating right now? Yeah. Um. Any and all of that could potentially happen as we have uh, just about 40 races to go, depending on weather. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. There's plenty of, plenty of great ones, big ones coming up. As you already mentioned, Nick, two Kings Royals, the Knoxville Nationals, uh, the, the Ironman 55, um, a return to Williams Grove, a return to Lernerville, which was a spectacular race last year. Uh, between Donnie, Brad Sweet, and Kyle Larson. As we say every week, if you are within a couple hours driving distance, or, hey, maybe you want to make a fun trip out of it, it is the summertime, make a vacation out of it, and go race chasing, uh, we recommend you go to worldofoutlaws.com to try to get tickets to some of our upcoming races. And if you can't do that, please go to Dirt Vision and get yourself a Platinum Pass. Uh, It is our annual subscription, and the reason why I'm telling you to get that one is because Knoxville Nationals, both the 360 Nationals and 
The NAS Energy Drink 410 Nationals are included in the Platinum Pass. You are not going to want to miss our return to Knoxville for the Nationals. It is going to be awesome. So make sure that you've got yourself all situated and taken care of and you are prepared to be able to watch these races if you can't make it to them. And if you can, if go and do that instead of watching it on Dirt Vision. Uh, I say this as a person who basically at this point eats, sleeps, and breathes uh, World of Outlaws Racing on Dirt Vision because we want it to be the absolute best show it can possibly be for all of you. But uh, no matter how strong of a broadcast we have it is never going to replicate the at track experience of a world of outlaws nos energy drink sprint cars race the sounds the smells the feels this it's never going to be uh you'll never forget it after it, going to you'll one you'll never, never forget, forget it, it and it'll we say often imitated never duplicated it'll never be duplicated on on, on any sort of uh uh broadcast no matter how hard we try because it is because it is that incredible in person so go and get yourself some tickets but if you can't make sure you watch it on dirt vision uh you're gonna want to see these races coming up it's they're all going to be awesome yeah so many good ones honestly and we got this weekend uh wilmot the badger 40 so go up to wisconsin get some of those cheese curds some brats oh yeah enjoy some wilmot racing yeah, that's a, that's a fun that's a, little, that's track. A fun little yeah, track, too. It really is. You know, it doesn't have the the name recognition of an Eldora or a Knoxville or a Peevely, Williams Grove, Lernerville, but it's a fun little racetrack. So uh, that's an, another great one coming up. Make sure you can watch it or be there. Um, until next time, thanks for tuning in. My name is Rob Blount. I am Nick Graziano. We appreciate all of you listening. We'll be back with you soon. Bye-bye. Hashtag open red.